Hello folks and good afternoon where I am. Good morning, good evening, wherever it is that you are. While listening to this episode of Rooted Strength Method, the podcast with your girl, me, Morena. Now let me clear my throat. (laughs) I have some stuff to say today. So today I want to talk about pregnancy and training specifically now that I'm in my second trimester. What the heck does that mean? And men, should you stay? Men, you should definitely stay and listen closely because this is important information that you will know how to be able to handle a pregnant lady when you got them on the mats or in capoeira or in lifting. Um, Not just physically, my people, but emotionally because um, all those experiences of training martial arts is seen differently in the eyes of a woman. What? We're all the same. No, we're not the same. We're not the same. We think differently. We're wired different. It's scientifically proven that our brains, they just don't work the same, right? And because women are predominant in the right side of the excuse me, brain, the right side of the brain, which has to do with more of an emotional view. We see things different. We feel things before we see things rationally. Men tend to be more on the other side of the brain. They see things rationally more than seeing them emotionally. I'm not saying that they're not emotional creatures. Don't get it twisted. I'm just saying that realities are different. So I am 24 weeks pregnant today. That is exactly six months of pregnancy. Because it is my third child, my belly is huge and we do make big babies. So my last belly was humongous as well. And we have baby boy Achilles coming in because this little boy is a warrior came in an unbelievable way into our lives. Really, it's a ray of sunshine during a crazy storm that we're going through. As we're working um, with building our own Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community. And while that, I'm also going, you know, through pregnancy. So there's a lot of instability. I am building my business, which is growing more and more because the more I'm here and I'm talking to you guys and I'm talking to people, I'm having conversations. I am paying mindful attention to what's going on and how I respond to these things. The more I grow into myself, And the more my work, Brutus Strength Method, grows into things that I couldn't believe would be coming out of me. Because at first I wanted to be a trainer, and I think I've said this here before, just a trainer, just a trainer. But people are sick right now. People are in need of being seen, being heard, and most of all, seeing themselves and hearing themselves and popping out of that autopilot, right? And it's been simply amazing to love myself more and more every day. It really has. To go through this experience, which is highly difficult for a woman. What do you mean? Women are supposed to get pregnant and this is not difficult. That's some bull. It is highly difficult. Women are supposed to be pregnant because we're resilient. We are built for it. But because of the kind of life we have nowadays and all the fears that are reflected into us from society, from family members, from teammates, if you're training, from everything. It's very difficult 
to self-regulate, especially when you're extra emotional. Yes, I feel more because I'm pregnant. I told you I'm already a creature of feeling. I'm a female. But right now, I feel so much more because I'm pregnant. And that's the truth. And I have to be honest with myself and my feelings. And also discern when they're just coming out. Because maybe what I'm feeling agitated towards and what I think it is, is not even the source of the problem. Maybe the source of the problem is something that's way back when that I've been stuffing down. Who knows? Either way, pregnancy is difficult. Now my belly is getting bigger. Which means that now people have a visual cue to seeing that I'm pregnant, right? So pregnancy is split into three different trimester. I did a podcast when I was in my first trimester, which was difficult. I felt very nauseous, very emotional, very hard to self-regulate. The body is literally going through turmoil, trying to, you know, find out what's going on and regulate itself to grow a human being. Okay. I got through that. I feel great. Second trimester is usually when a woman feels her best. That is when you don't feel too big and um, you don't feel too sick. In the beginning of the pregnancy, we usually feel sick, exhausted, really tired. So then second trimester, you get that pregnancy glow. Your skin looks great. Your hair looks great. Your level of energy is much higher. You don't get nauseous like before. Um, And it's easier to continue with a healthy lifestyle, so a healthy um, lifting routine, movement routine, okay? Mind you, I am saying all of this, understanding fully that your body will want to do nothing, zip, zilch, at all. It will want to hibernate. But the problem is, the more you fall into that hibernation phase and you just rest, rest, rest through pregnancy, the more sedentary your body gets, okay? Now that the belly is bigger, it means that I have a visual of the pregnancy. So the uterus came up towards the belly button and it's pretty big. I think this week it's the size of a papaya. The baby's the size of a papaya. So we're talking about the baby, but then we're talking about the uterus that holds fluids and that holds the placenta, which is the baby's life source. And it's pretty big itself. So then you have a lot more weight than you thought. doesn't matter how big the baby is. Um, And it gets difficult to maneuver your spine because what happens is to offset balance, the body naturally wants to have a hyperlordosis. What the heck is that? That's a very pronounced arch on your low back. This pronounced arch in your low back makes you throw your tailbone out, stick your belly button forward, settle down weird and because of the belly you want to take your legs around the belly and waddle versus moving one leg in front of the other these are the things that your body wants to do if you're not moving often if you're not working on your legs and also also when you give birth birth is like running a marathon or like a like a competition I'm not saying that you're competing with everyone. I'm saying at the level of exhaustion that you get to while giving birth. And if your body is not prepared, it's really counterintuitive. And that's when a lot of things happen. We stop trusting our bodies. We're told to sever the connection during pregnancy and just relax. Right? Just relax. Except that 
if you were listening to my podcast episode last week, you understand that emotional regulation really has to do with your level of movement. Okay, it is even proven that exercise uh, factors and someone's level of fitness also has to do with rather or not they'll get dementia, Alzheimer's, and all those kinds of diseases that have to do with degenerative brain cells. So it's very important for you to continue to move. And then what else? You have cravings. Yes, I have cravings. Yes, but I am gluten-free and I'm sugar-free for the most part. <clears throat> Why would I, am I going to tell you for the most part? Because, man, I'm not made of iron. And then sometimes I want to have a little bit of juice. But I try to keep my sugar and my sweets in the healthy line, meaning... I'm using, I'm baking my own sweets or I'm buying something that has, you know, it's sweetened with dates or with um, honey or with any other kind of natural sweetener that's not going to be sugar, okay? Um, fruits even, you know? And that will also change my level of energy and my level of emotional regulation. You want to feel like crap? Eat crap. The reason why I'm saying it like this so straightforward is because people think that you diet and you eat well when you want to lose weight and be fit, except that you need to eat well, period, in order for you to live well, period, and move well, period. Not to mention that a lot of those foods, remember, you live life through your gut. You don't eat your food. The bacteria in your gut eats your food, gives you the level of energy according to what you ate. Also, some things you eat that are junk food, they kill the microbiome. We're women. Our hormones, they go crazy. Yes, all these things are important for you to understand how to keep a healthy balance. Okay? Pregnancy, yes, it is a winter. It is difficult. There's a lot of discernment that has to happen there. I don't move the same. I move very differently now. And for those of you with the untrained eye, which is what's happening right now, right? With the untrained diet, people are like, oh my God, Morena's doing all these things. And I get these private messages of people that think that they're helping me, letting me know that they feel fear of seeing me move that way. Because the baby must be in so much pain when I breathe and I pack my core. Because the baby must, it must be very bad for the baby to turn in all sorts of directions with my body. And I get these messages a lot, not just from men, from women as well, which is sad. Again, we have been severed from our power as women. We're literally the most resilient creatures. Yes, we are. We are. I'm not going to say, oh, men are more resilient than women, because it's not true. They have their resilience. It's a different kind of resilience, but it's one that we're meant to work with in Unision. But women, we have resilience in the body. We're meant to go through so much. We go through so much, right? We, we're the glue to the house, to the family. And you might think, oh, that's nothing because I work a nine to five and I bring money in in the house, blah, 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 blah. Yes, it means a lot. It means a lot because your home and your family, that's, that's where you happens. That's where you self-regulate. That's your place of peace 
And that's the place that a woman usually keeps together. And there are a lot of things that happen for that to be able to happen. I'm not saying that men don't do it. Don't get it twisted. I love all my brothers who are out there being single parents, right? Taking care of themselves, taking care of their own life. Beautiful creatures. I am so proud of you. But I'm saying that this is the female reality. We're expected to do all these things and we're expected to go through a healthy pregnancy. Then we're expected not to gain that much weight. We're expected to to self-regulate our emotions even though um, we're pregnant. We're expected to take care of ourselves because we're used to, oh, don't worry about it. If you want to study, get a degree or work extra hard prior to delivery, that's totally doable. What? Postpartum? Going back to work ASAP? Of course I'm going to do that and deprive my child of the relationship that we could be building together. Because remember, for a child coming into the world, everything is a lot, really fast. You're in the warmth of the womb, in the warmth of that beautiful place where you're weightless, where you're protected, and then suddenly you're out and the lights and the noises and the people and the smells and the there's a lot going on. So let's let's take it back a little bit, right? Let's take it back to what it used to be. If you guys have done your research, and again, I'm a human who loves to consume information, so I consume loads of information. If you're here in my podcast last week, I'm not the same human a day. <laughs> Why? Because I'm continuously evolving. That's what we're made for, okay? And our bodies are made to do difficult things. We used to have really, really strong bodies. Remember that? So way back in the day, it was natural for a woman to give birth and mostly painless. There is work out there, studies from the past that will tell you this, right? It wasn't until um, the medical industry or whatever you want to call it started their intervention saying, oh, no, you can have a painless um, birth. We'll just knock you out. That's what used to happen. Women were taken into hospitals, strapped in, knocked out with like chloroform, I think it was, and they would wake up and everything was done. And then the natural bonding process between the mother and the baby didn't really happen. And then you have these drugs that are coming into your body. It's already us trying to change something that's natural to us. So most of my methodology with Rooted Strength Method came from the study of hypnobirthing, which I am studying this course once again now because I'm six months pregnant, getting ready to deliver. In a while, in a while still. <laughs> so before it talks about, you know, techniques, holistic techniques to manage pain as well, how to enter hypnosis on your own during birth to make that process happen, right? Through breath work and mindset strategies. It's so, so amazing everything that I learned. But prior to you learning these tools, they teach you the history of delivery and the history of a woman giving birth. I am Brazilian-American. I grew up uh, part of my life in Brazil, and I'm from Belém do Pará, which is right next to the Amazon. It's a beautiful place filled with very strong women. And I watched all my, my mother, my aunts, my grandmother, everyone had a natural birth. A lot of them had a birth with what we call a partera, which is kind of like a midwife back in the day, slash doula, <laughs> um, at home. A lot of us were born at home. I was born in a hospital. Uh, but mind you, I saw my mother giving birth to my little brother, who's now 26, I'm 40. 
and I watched her do it without medication. Mind you, it wasn't pain-free, but it was capabilities she knew, she trusted, she understood. This didn't have to be told to her. This was passed down to her. Think about your house cat or your dog. They don't scream when they're giving birth. They go into a quiet place of relaxation. They do it there quietly in trust of their body and their environment. A lot of women did that in, even in time of war, right? We can, we can literally make our bodies stop giving birth. And all of this is done by fear. Fear. Fear is the main secret sauce. That's what it is. Fear can have your body going from opening, receiving, letting go, to being rigid, tight, hanging on, hoping for control when really it's a moment of surrender. Now, Going through all of this history, understanding how birth used to be done so naturally. It was not done laying down. It was done mostly upright. Squatting down, right? Squatting down is a huge position that our ancestors took to give birth to themselves. Women didn't have other women giving birth to their children. They had women there so they can birth their own children and they could be there with the women in support. This is history. This is our ancestry. This is where we came from. And again, the body adapts to everything. So at this moment, it's adapted to fear, a fear factor of incapability, okay? So I am a martial artist for a very, very long time. I've been training martial arts since the age of 12. I'm 40 now. And I am a coach for a very long time, professional competitor. This is my third pregnancy. <clears throat> This is my third pregnancy, and I had the, and I spoke about this in the episode before, but I had the courtesy of living in the United Arab Emirates amongst a bunch of female black belts because we all train together, and I got to see many of them going through pregnancy on the mats, and it was beautiful, and it was powerful, and it was life-changing to witness. So... And they don't post it online, so they don't get it. They don't get shit for it. So I'm posting it online to change a false belief system, which I believe is super false. Um, and I have to be ready to be open to take what's coming and to be able to, you know, educate people on how wrong it is to reflect their fears on a pregnant woman. And then, you know, people talk about that's a lie. Aren't you afraid for your baby? Aren't you all these negative things because I am pregnant and I look frail? except that I am thriving and I feel amazing. Now, for people who watch me do all of this, second trimester, things are bigger. I cannot put my back, my back on the mats anymore, right? If I train jiu-jitsu, I'm only on top. I also can't really hold like side control. Mount has to be kind of high. Laying down on mount is even hard. Um, I can surprisingly be on my back for movements, right? But it's not something that I want to drill from, really, because right now my abdominal muscles have already come apart. What? What did I just say? Exactly what I just said. The rectus abdominal muscle, which is, you know, when you see someone having a six pack, that's what you think of that six pack muscle. It splits down the middle, opens up to create space for your growing uterus. So I literally have my abs split in half right now. 
This is called diastasis recti or diastasis recti, whatever you want to call it. But it's common during pregnancy. It's also common for people who haven't gotten pregnant that force their core in a wrong way. A lot of us do that nowadays because we forget that we have, you know, other muscles that go into core contraction, especially our pelvic floor, perineal, aka the muscles that stop you from peeing and pooping. Those muscles, they also have to do with a strong abdominal contraction, but because we sit for so long, bear weight in that area, have don't pay mind to it, it just gets relaxed and we end up contracting wrong, right? Uh, basketball players are famous for having diastasis recti due to the dunking motion. That's really cool. A friend of mine told me that. I didn't even know that. It's so cool to gain knowledge when you simply talk about this stuff, right? And now that the core is open, there's a lot of things that are off the table. So when I'm moving in capoeira, even though you guys see me doing all these things on my hands, upside down, once again, I have been training this for so long that being upside down or being right side up, it's the same. Balancing on my hands, it's like walking on my feet. I believe in my body. It is damn capable, right? Oh, but the baby, the baby is protected. So protected. You guys have no idea. So protected, so thriving, so alive, so beautiful. Um, and then when people see me doing acrobatics, I see plenty of women that train capoeira and they still do back bends. They still do things that have to do with the arch of the spine. Um, and that's okay for them. This is my third child. Closing diastasis the second time around was a little bit more difficult than the first. And it continuously gets harder uh, because the core is used to relaxing and knows what to do. It's like, oh, I'll just let that sh shit go because I know that this is what you need, some breathing room. Um, but with the first pregnancy, usually it takes much, much longer to show. This is not, this is not where I'm at right now. This is where it is. So I don't force my midline anymore. I do headstands, I do cartwheels, but I make sure that my hip is always keeping a closed core. I also lift weights. Yes, I do. I lift weights. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I do hand spins, head spins, but I lift weights. I'm still lifting kettlebells. I'm still lifting steel mace and I'm still actively teaching class and feeling amazing. Have my mechanics changed? Hell yeah, they have. Everything is different. It feels different. Packing my core is so hard, but I noticed that I really have to rely on my butt muscles and my connection to the pelvic floor to be able to make that happen and my connection to the ground, you know, but it keeps me active, keeps me long. And also, since I always have to pack my lats all the time, what are those? Those are those muscles under your armpit on the side, okay? So your latissimus dorsi. So when I pack my lats all the time, it also makes me get out of this mindset because as pregnant women, think about it. You're having a baby growing there in the uterus that has the liquid, the, uh, yes, <laughs> that has, you know, the fluids in there. And then it has the placenta, it has the baby, takes up quite a lot of room. It's going to grow more. What happens to your intestines, to your insides? All of that stuff gets squished and shifted. But people don't talk enough about what happens to the diaphragm, okay? Mind you, I already have twice the blood running through my veins, so it's very easy for me to overheat. So I do have to be careful, right? I can't go 100%. I'm usually going 
around 60, 70, I'm good. I don't go that high. I always check myself with a talk test, meaning can I speak? If I'm hyperventilating where I can't even control my breath enough to speak, then I went overboard. I'm not going to tell you that I don't get close to up there a lot, especially after my body's warm and willing, but I make sure that I'm careful and I'm not going dizzy and I'm paying attention to the signs and I'm paying attention to everything. Meticulous. Because I do care about my body and about the child. Duh. <laughs> so I'm still lifting weights and I'm still doing all of that. I'm still training capoeira and I'm still rolling in jujitsu. And the other day I was like, I'm going to post this video of me rolling. And my belly is already kind of big. You get positive comments. You get negative comments. But because I'm trying to change a belief system that's old and outdated, I have to be ready to, you know... Let those negative comments down with class. Because they're not doing this because they're being mean. They're not telling me these things and reflecting their fears because they're horrible people. It's all they know how to do. It's what they know how to do. It's what they believe to be true and correct. Like, passed down, excuse me, passed down through generations. I can't change that by being angry. I can't change that by speaking and letting them know a different reality, my reality, right? So what do you do when you're a female martial artist slash coach, you know, mother, entrepreneur? I'm so many different roles, right? I want to continue to train. I want to stand in my power, but I also do not train every single day. I post videos of me training every day, but what I do is I actually um, use the power of periodization. What does that mean? That means I don't train jujitsu consecutively two days in a row because the stimulus on my muscles are different. I don't train capoeira two days in a row because the stimulus of my muscles are different. I can lift two days in a row, but not the same, not towards power and explosion at 100% effort, not even at 100% right now, because my body is different. So I have to also take into account what it is that my reality is like, my stress levels, my day, my um, movement level, how fatigued was my kind of training, you know, all of these factors need to come in. And again, food, what are you feeding your body? What are you feeding your body? What is the purpose of what you feed your body? I love to eat good food, so I cook. Okay, but I love to eat good food that is tasty. I don't like bland food. Okay, I'm Brazilian. I like my spices. I like my food nice and seasoned. I like that grandma taste kind of food. You know, that's that's what I'm about. So I cook. I want to make sweets. I make sweets at home. Why? I'm Brazilian. And most of our culinary can be pretty healthy, but all of our sweets come from sweetened condensed milk. And that, that shit's like poison. And you know, I love it. I love it. But I don't eat it anymore. Why? Because I will spend the whole next day, meaning tomorrow, most likely crying in a corner, not being able to self-regulate, or being upset at nothing, or just my skin looks different, my hair looks different, you know, in a sense that I don't look healthy. I don't look vibrant. I don't feel vibrant. And I can't adjust to being within my body because it's an inflammatory food 
then all my years of training start to show in the form of pain, in the form of pain throughout my body. So this is what I do. And I take some days, my people, to just self-care. What is self-care? Self-care to me is also movement, but lighter. I stretch very often. I do trigger point release. I do breath work. There's so many different practices that I can take that can give me gains aside from just lifting the heaviest shit and training as hard as I could, right? And those languages, if used appropriately, if you're doing functional style strength training, functional style fitness, because it is functional, you'll be able to throw it anywhere, anywhere. This is why I really like training kettlebells and steel mace. Why? Because it's functional strength, which means, you know, your steel mace uppercut, when you go in box, it will feel like a regular uppercut, right? Your posture and your grounding and your footwork, it will translate into your martial arts. A Turkish getup, Turkish getup came from martial arts, my people. There's history there. I would look it up. It came from martial arts. That's what it was, it's what, what it was, what its purpose was, what its intention was. Almost every martial art, if you're starting from standing, it's going to have a technical stand-up. And it's just like a Turkish get-up, right? You see how they connect. Um, and again, I continue to do this and I continue to discover and I continue to feel that I can continue to build a body that is strong, but I also have to discern how to be kind enough to myself to understand when my body tells me to rest. And I speak that language so fluently now, I got to tell you. I really, really pay attention to my body. And if I feel like napping extra, I nap extra. Mind you, I'm doing all of this, all of this, and I'm getting my uh, recertification. I'm getting recertified, recertification. I don't know how to say that exactly. In physio training, which is an amazing holistic way to um, help heal injury, prevent injury. It's pretty amazing. My girl invented it, uh, Christiane de Timoteo. She's also a BJJ slash capoeira human, and she's helped me heal tons of injuries. So I have so much belief in that system, which is why I'm getting my research because it's the main one that I use and I take clients and help them all the time. It's the same thing. The holistic means and approaches to dealing with your body, to injury prevention, they are so much more effective because getting an injury is costly, my people. It is expensive, but it comes from that same thing, that lack of relationship to self, right? So through pregnancy, I'm supposed to sit down to do nothing or to do everything but not be physically active uh, because it's not okay. And there's so many fears that come from so many people. And there's so many stories that people reflect upon you. It's a time of wisdom. It's a time of difficulty. But I am a martial artist. I'm a coach. I'm a mother. But this is my life. What am I going to do? Suddenly stop practicing my life because I am bearing a child? No, I'm not. What's going to happen is a shift a shift in the way I move, a shift in the way I treat myself, a shift in what my capabilities are at this moment in time. And when I'm postpartum and I come back, it's going to be another moment in time. 
But this moment right now, it's good. It's amazing. I am grateful. But it gets to be difficult emotionally. And also, what happens if you're not the powerful human who's physically apt with your six-pack and your cool-ass body? Who are you now? Where is your power now? This is me questioning myself, right? I was in very good shape, physically active, physically apt, you know, doing amazing. Um, Define myself a lot by my physicality or my um, just capabilities, right? And right now the capabilities have changed. The physicality has definitely changed. The external shell is changing. It's growing. It's shifting. And it will never be the same. Meaning like, oh, Morena, what do you mean? You're never going to get into shape again? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm going to get into amazing shape just because I love my body and it likes to be there. But it's kind of like that version of me that was back there, it's gone. It's gone. You know, I can't mourn it. It is gone. I'm looking forward to Morena, whatever point all this is. So... If you are a woman and you're going through pregnancy and you want to be active and you want to be on your mats, I suggest you speak to your teacher, okay? The teacher should be able to help you to be able to do movements that might be like what people are doing, but not exactly the same. Regressions are always available because remember, we are looking for connections as martial artists, for proper connections, for mindset strategies of movement in situations, but mostly for posture over power, leverage over power, most definitely. And you can continue to hone those things during pregnancy. You know, you can drill as you can. And then when you can't drill, if it's something you can't do, you can watch, you can help, you can be there, right? Because exposing yourself to the environment, watching is learning. Your body understands it viscerally when you watch enough. It's neurological connections just the same. What's a movement? It's a neurological connection. What the heck is a neurological connection? It's literally an energy signal pathway in your brain. And if you fire it enough, you can fire it up in the means of actually moving your body or just visualizing. If you're there looking, helping, talking, it's visualization your body will remember it. The signal will get stronger, okay? To all my girls who are out there, who are pregnant, who are going through this moment, don't quit. I know it's difficult. Do your best to be kind to you. Even when, you know, that little voice creeps in that says, I need to just stop this. It's too hard. I just need to get out. It's not. If you have an environment that's supportive, understand that people also don't know how to support. They don't know how. Why? Because that belief system has been gone for quite a while. So teach them. Teach them. Voice your opinions. I'm not talking about you going in front of everyone and squashing the teacher because I believe in respect and hierarchy. But have that conversation with your coach. Have that conversation with your training partners. Advocate for yourself and what you would like to do. Try your best to continue to move. I promise you. This will come back to you in tenfold afterwards. It is a difficult process. It is. But people need to know and understand how to support a woman going through that process. What are you trying to say? That no one's going to have a child? That no woman on your mats is going to have a child? Or that you're not going to have a woman on your mats at all? 
It's unrealistic. If we're teaching martial arts, we're teaching to the whole family. That means the father, that means the mother, that means the children, right? You have to understand as a coach how to discern and how to make that environment acceptable for all kinds of situations. Because if a student is not able to learn, not able to thrive in your environment, it's because you as an instructor haven't found a way to get through to that student or a way to make that student feel seen and heard in that environment. And a lot of women quit. This is the point where everybody quits and never comes back because postpartum coming back, whoo, that's going to be difficult. But I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. It's the third time around. I have support and I know how to voice for myself, voice what I want, voice my needs, my difficulties, and voice... Um, my experience, which is why I'm having this podcast, right? It's to be able to hopefully make more people feel seen and heard, right? So again, if you're an instructor, pay attention, okay? Pregnancy and most especially postpartum are very difficult moments in a woman's life. Being on the mats where it's primarily um, all about masculine energy, it's very hard, when your body's asking for softness. So as an instructor, please give your student understanding because women, they don't want things fixed just for y'all to know. When we talk, we want to express ourselves and we want to be seen and heard and understood. Understood, right? We're not trying to have everything fixed because sometimes we're too emotional and we don't even know what we want right? But women, if you take your time, spend time with yourself, figure out where these feelings are coming from. You will learn better language to advocate for yourself. You will know what you want, what you want, not what other people are telling you that's right or wrong, because everybody's going to have an opinion, man. Everybody's going to have an opinion and everybody's going to give you their opinion because everybody is sometimes too busy to concentrate on their own problems. So instead they reflect their fears into someone else's. Because if you are someone who, are, who is working towards growth, towards being a better human, then you know how difficult this is. Being a good human is not easy. Being your best self, being true to yourself, being authentic is not easy. It can often hurt. You often get ridiculed, shut down because people don't understand. And it's not your fault. And it's also not their fault that they're ignorant at that moment. And who knows, maybe your interaction with them will change their reality for the future. But right now, I just ask for us to have a little bit of sympathy um, for women in these moments, right? Understand that it's an extra emotional moment and understand that we really feel like we lose all of capability just because of the fact that we've become pregnant. And that's a very different and harsh reality to face. So empower us, help us get through it, help us feel seen, loved, understood, and most of all, included. Because if you have a pregnant student in your class and you're not teaching something that's going to be able to be translated into her, then what are you even doing? Okay? I'm not arguing with you, any of y'all who are listening right now. I'm just giving you a seed. It could grow into whatever you want. I'm hoping it grows into something positive, right? 
because a lot of women, they much rather not be a bother. And that is sad, my people, when women much rather not be a bother than to voice how they feel so there can be understanding. Because most of all, us, we just need to understand each other to have better lives, better realities. So this podcast was kind of long, but I had a lot to say. And as I continue to grow in this journey, as life shifts me in so many different directions, all I want for all of you is freedom. Peace of mind is where freedom is at for me. That's how I define freedom. It's peace of mind. Peace of mind, knowing myself like truly. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you want to know more information about our gym that will be opening soon in the Western Massachusetts area, you can head to www.vaca, V as in Victor, A as in Apple, C as in cow, A as in Apple. Oh, snap, that does spell cow in Portuguese. Vaca, B-J-J-M-M-A.com. If you want to know more about Rooted Strength Method, you can go to www.rootedstrengthmethod.online. Just an FYI, right now I am running classes for the people on the West Coast every Thursday at um, 6.30 a.m. your time, only until I deliver. I do run classes Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, oh my God, Mondays aren't even there. Tuesdays and Thursdays, <laughs> remote, um, 6 a.m. Eastern time, and that's my membership. I'm right now training people to take over the class once I deliver. Oh my God, I've had people who are going to be with me for a year next month. And I'm so grateful because there's some amazing people. I cannot wait for you to even see them, meet them, and see how far they've come. Because all I'm doing is giving you the directions, right? I don't want people to mindlessly do my thing. I want people to do my thing and understand how to be mindful of their bodies while at it. And that's pretty damn amazing. So I do also have a course coming in. So if you come into the membership now, you can come in fresh. But in the future, people are going to have to go through Root of Strength Fundamentals prior to entering the membership. And that should be a self-paced course that I'm going to be launching soon. Keep an eye out. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for giving me this voice and this opportunity to speak my truth. And I'm thankful most of all to myself for believing in me enough to actually make a difference and to change the things that are bothering me in the world with love, with care, not just for others, but most of all for myself as a human. Have a beautiful day, folks. Peace out.